If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, November 9th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I, uh, still fighting off this cold so hard. I sound awful today. I, uh, I had a scratchy throat and started to get the, like, weak, like, overheating feeling yesterday. Yep. I was like, oh, God. So I'm the fighting whole body it. sore. Yeah. Like, I'm fighting it, though. Uh, I, I'm okay this morning. I was, you know how you sometimes go to bed and you're like, oh, Greg, let's see how we feel. And I'm like, I'm okay. But yeah. That was me, but I woke up worse than last night. Oh, so. God. Gonna go home and go to bed, but it was a fun show today, even. Get a good sleep. Yeah. Um, couple shout outs, if I can, Shauna. Totally. Uh, the first is a friend of the show, Dallin, and he said, for what it's worth, I enjoy the longer podcasts. The 40-minute ones are great more content. Okay. It's like, okay, well, that reminds me, i got to check our listen-through rate. Yeah. Like, the back end, we don't, I mean, the people who run our digital department can see all this, but they have, like, uh, the stats to see, how, like, what percentage of people listen right to the end. I was actually looking people... at that the other day, but it's not uh, updated properly when I was looking, oh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fun to look at, for sure. Because we, we used to have a damn near, like, total listen-through rate, because yeah. our podcasts were shorter, and most people who started an episode would finish it. Totally. I wonder if, as the episodes have gotten longer, if uh, that's the case anymore, because it's a lot of listening. Yeah. For, for those of you who catch all of every podcast, that's a real commitment, and we appreciate that. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to a friend of the show, Tannis. So Tannis listens to the morning show, but she's switching to evenings now, so she's going to miss the show in the morning. She's going to listen on the podcast and was wondering if we could include What Did You Learn Today more often, because that's one of her favorite segments. And the reason that what, what Did You Learn Today isn't often on the podcast is just because of how the timing works out. Like, we haven't done What Did You Learn Today at this moment that we're recording. It's coming up on the show, but we're about to send all this audio off to Logan to produce. So uh, it's just kind of the way. I'll, I'll try to make a point well, to sneak What Did You Learn Today on yeah. more often. We'll work on that a little more for you, Tannis. We'll and we're sad that you're going to miss us in the morning, but happy you're still hanging out with the podcast. You're there we go. A piss-caster you're a piss-caster. On today's show, a eulogy, a white girl saying... We're going to talk about one of the most anticipated hockey games of the night. Yes. Tonight, uh, the government announced they're dismantling Alberta Health Services. This has caused an uproar in the province, so we'll get into that. My mom makes an appearance. We had a pretty good laugh after your out-of-context clip. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Last week, the uh, Supreme Court in the state of Missouri appointed a new judge, and her name is lots and lots of fun. Mike Parson announced Ginger Gooch as his choice to fill an open seat on the Missouri Supreme Court. 47-year-old Ginger Gooch will replace oh. Judge Patricia Breckenridge. Governor Mike Parson appointed a new female judge, Ginger Gooch, to fill the vacancy. Parson this afternoon noted that Judge Gooch's judicial career began <laughs> as a clerk. When it comes to Judge Gooch, oh. she checks all of these boxes and more. <laughs> 
Oh, no. Ginger Gooch. Ginger Gooch. Supreme Court judge. Checks all the boxes. Ginger Gooch. Judge the right honorable. Judge Gooch. Is it the honorable or just the honorable Judge Judge Gooch? Gooch. Oh, my. Wow. That is. (laughs) That's a fun name, isn't it? Isn't it, though? Um, And the fact that all of those reporters could say that with straight face. Oh, I'd be cracking up. I'd be like, someone else needs to do this story because I will not get through it. Ginger Gooch. Ginger Gooch. Gooch. <laughs> they all kind of like the one guy really kind of phoned it in, like he he buried it so he wouldn't laugh. Ginger Gooch, as his that guy punched it. Yeah, Ginger Gooch. Seven year old Ginger Gooch. Well, rep- Ginger Gooch. It was this guy here. Person appointed new female judge, Ginger Gooch, to fill the vacancy. He said, "Check your panties." <laughs> I don't really get. <laughs> That has to do with Ginger Gooch, but it's still fun. It's to do with. Still fun. It's good. <laughs> ginger Gooch. Ginger. Man, respect to Ginger Gooch, though. Like, to get all the way to the Supreme Court in your state with your yeah. with the name Ginger Gooch, like, you think that would hold you back in places. You know what, though? Those are the people who are the strongest. Yeah. Because you've gone through life with Gooch as your last name. <laughs> Doesn't ginger phase her at Gooch. all, does it? No. Nope. My name's Ginger Gooch. You can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> 47-year-old Ginger Goose. Check your panties. <laughs> Again, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Sorry. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We're heading into a big Terry weekend this weekend with the Kiss show in town. Yeah, Kiss is playing here. Terry loves Kiss. K- Terry does love Kiss. Um, I figured maybe a little Terry content is warranted as we're doing this. Yeah, I probably got some Terrys in town. So. Yeah, I, I figure. Uh, I work at our sister station in Regina, and it's a real Terry station, yeah. and they play tons of ACDC. <laughs> and uh, the other day they were playing Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, and I hadn't realize this and I don't know how because I mean how many times have we heard that song but right at the end there's a real amazing Terry scream can you hear it in your in your head do you remember not this? really no I know the song obviously Okay, here we like- go this is right at the end of the song <laughs> and I heard that and I was like oh my do, would you, can we just listen to that that was Terry burning himself on the bonfire, wasn't it? Oh, my God. That is a Terry. W- I'm envisioning now that Terry's go home and they heard that and that cranks them and they practice their own primal Terry screams. Uh, Do you remember when I went to the Kiss show in Vegas and the dude beside me, he had no shirt on and he had this this primal Terry scream that he released? It was the most sure unbelievable, do. like, sure do. and we talked about it, and I was like, that is Terry just releasing all his demons, and I was like, it sounded pretty similar to this. Do I you wonder, still have that clip? Well, I was looking for it and hunting oh. for it, and I can't find it. I'm going to have to keep finding because that is the essence of this, and I was like, yeah, this is scream. where he got it from. It was... That, the Terry at the Kiss show, so, you said he was shirtless, too, right? He, he said he took his yeah. shirt off as soon as the band came out because yes. he couldn't handle it. And then he, it was like, yeah, it was just emotion. It was he, so primal. It was he just. He sacrificed his soul yeah. to the devil, right? <laughs> Which is what you do at these shows. This is what Terry loves to do. But I heard this and I was just like, this is where Terry gets his screaming. <laughs> do you think you can do a good Terry? I mean, I you have know. a cold I'm right s- now. You probably can't. Right like, no, it might actually help, care. though. Oh, maybe. It sounds like I've been smoking and drinking. So let's. Yeah, okay. Can I hear it one more time? One more time. Yeah! That was pretty good, actually. That was pretty good. I don't think you quite <laughs> rival him, but... Yeah! Yeah! 
Okay, well, if we if we didn't have voices before, that's going to do yeah! it. Jared, how do you do it's that? It's fun. I sort of get it now. I feel Ooh. great. The and Shauna podcast. I was FaceTiming with my mom last night, uh, and she was describing to me her mammogram oh, that she had, yep. uh, which is a little more information than you'd want from your mom. Uh, but, perhaps, you know, yes. I care about her health, too. Th- that's true, yeah, and it's um, an important thing to get done. So Yeah, so uh, I my mom is on the phone, and hopefully could describe what she said to me last night, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Shauna, you haven't had one, have you? I have not. No. no. Okay, and mom, you've had a few. I've had quite a few. Yeah. So, what does it involve? Well, so they get you to change into this little. It's like a smock, so that you take everything off underneath, and then you just have to flip the smock open, and then they get you to place either your right or your left breast on this shelf. A shelf. And then it's like a shelf. Made of metal. No, it's like a plastic, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, so it's sitting on this shelf, and then they get you to all sit in these weird angles so that you can get as close to the machine as possible. Hmm. And then this other piece of plastic comes from above and squishes it completely. Squishes it. Yeah, so, I've heard so of it. Flat, it flattens it about as much as it possibly can. Does <laughs> you get pancake and boob then, going on? <laughs> And the girl that's doing it, she says, oh, you know, how, how does that feel? And it feels awful. Oh. But you, but you smile because you, have to. you know you have to get through it. And then they start turning this, this lever that squishes it even more. Oh. When you've already thought it couldn't be squished any further. So it's essentially giving you a purple nurple. Exactly. Oh, so God. they keep tightening it and tightening and going like, are you okay? Is it okay? And no. It hurts a lot, but you're... Yeah. <laughs> No, not okay. Oh, God. (laughs) And then she has to, once it's as tight as it possibly can be, she's got to run back to her machine and then start the imaging. And you're just clamped in this device like a glue up. Oh, man. Yeah, like you were hanging on to this machine for all your dear life because it's uncomfortable. Was this initially like a form of torture and they're just like, oh, this is a good way to do it. Like, holy hell. And you're just holding your breath the whole time. Oh. And then a couple of days later, you might get a call saying that they've seen something and you need to go back, as in my case, oh, and have God. it done all over again. And luckily, nothing came up out of your, your tests. For sure. But, oh. I mean, you're very grateful when it's yeah. all done. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't take very long, the whole thing, from start to finish. And they're so good to do it as quickly as they can. Oh, that's good. So what, but it's uncomfortable. What does is, what is a, a smaller-chested woman do? Is it the same process? Well, yeah, I asked her that. And she said they just kind of flatten the skin out as much as they possibly can. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's worse if you're bigger or if you're smaller-chested. It doesn't sound good either way. I remember a friend of mine talking about when she got her boobs weighed, and I was like, that's interesting, yeah. So they can... Oh, interesting. She's a very large-chested woman, and I don't know why her boobs were weighed, but she uh, found out how much they weighed, and I was like, wow, that's something. Was that your friend boobs? No, no, not boobs. Uh, Another friend who also uh, could be called boobs. You can see made that assumption, right? You probably should. I'm sure. I wonder if hers have been weighed. Anyway, off topic here. Uh, Yeah, and they have to... to to do multiple views of it so right you'll have to do more than one picture on each on each side so how often have you been like i'm kind of oblivious how often have you been going for these tests i go once a year once a year because nan had 
breast cancer. Yes, high risk, yeah. So I think it starts at 50 once a year or every two years. Okay. But if you have history of an immediate family member, then it can be every year. Right. Man, women get a, they get an unfair shake, don't they? That's... Well, I mean, yes, yeah, uncomfortable, but it's, it's it catches it early sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, well, good reminder so, for anybody that age, so. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is just what you want to talk to your mother about. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just happy you're healthy. Yeah, so. totally. That's... Yeah, thank you. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. If you were granted one wish, and that was the ability to do one thing forever without consequence, what would it be? This could be a health consequence, legal consequence, something like that. Okay, so you're not talking about a superpower. No. Okay. Something that you can't actually... Something you can do, but you just won't feel the consequences for Yes. It. Okay? Yes. Um, there's a Jeez, couple... Jeez, that's tough. This was inspired by a friend of mine who uh, used to smoke and was uh. like, I love smoking. <laughs> and if there was no health consequence, I would still smoke. And I got thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I wonder how many people would. Yeah. Just if they because... made a cigarette that was good for you, yeah. I'd be smoking right oh, now. Oh, man. Me too. <laughs> There's just times where a, a, a dart would just be, you know, it's the perfect. And I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That uh-huh. is a really good one. Yeah. So is this kind of what, <laughs> what inspired it? Um, I thought well, about another one that's just a smaller one, but it would be speeding without consequence. Okay. Yeah. You spend a lot of time on the highway, right? If you could... Go 180 all the way wherever you need to go. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. if you have a really nice car and you could just crank it. There's just times where you just want to blow it wide open. Right? So without consequence, yeah. you mean no accidents, no... Yes, no yeah. accidents, no no speeding tickets, anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I could wish I could spend money without consequence. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's... That'd be nice. Instead, right. I, like, stress over every single purchase, mm-hmm. no matter how small. It's like, do I really need that? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like everybody in the world is stressing, even if you're a Except rich person very right now. Even yeah. them, I'm like, I have sometimes I wonder. Um, That's a good one. What about the ability to fall asleep on command and to wake up on command without being groggy? Oh, that what would if you're be one of those, wonderful. You know those old guys that could fall asleep yep. in a chair? Like if you just, if no one talks to them for a couple uh-huh. minutes? Like that. Yes. Because you and I run on very little sleep we with do. these hours. Oh, that would be something. If you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm at, you know, I got an appointment here. I got a half hour wait. Boop, I'm out for half hour. And then I'm awake and I'm sharp and I'm not groggy. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be just phenomenal. Yeah. You'd be uh, so efficient with your sleeping. The other one that would be kind of fun is telling people what you really think without consequence. Mm. So without them being offended. You know those times where you're just like, I would love to just go off on this person about what I really think about them. And then they just take it. And they take it and they smile. <laughs> and they work. Like, thank you. Thank you, that's You've great. made some excellent points here today. Yep, I'll go I'm work, go on, work those on that. Things. Yeah, that would be a good other one. Yeah. Podcast. Well, the big story in the province this week, which we've been mentioning in the news this morning too, was the revelation that the provincial government will be breaking up AHS, Alberta Health Services. Yes. Uh, and when I read that headline the other day, I thought, oh, this will not go over well. Nope. Uh, I think the reaction to that will be largely negative. Mm-hmm. I think there are many people in Alberta who don't trust the UCP as stewards of our provincial health care system. Yeah. But I also think those people, along with most people in the province, would agree that there are many ways in which our health care system just is not working. Absolutely. You I know. know? And, and I mean, this has come to the forefront after COVID, right? Like it really showed some glaring issues that maybe before were uh, not as obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as obvious if you're not working in the system, right? Totally, yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm and sure I those it, people knew. To, yeah, absolutely. But it's kind of brought it to the forefront for everyone. And I know a lot of people will blame, will lay that blame at the feet of the provincial government because healthcare is a provincial jurisdiction. That's true. Yep. But we are seeing these problems right across the country. Yep. I don't think there's any province in Canada right now where everyone's like, 
everything's going great Definitely in our healthcare not. system. We you have know, enough resources and yes. staff and nobody's burnt out. Everything's going great. I don't think that's the case anywhere. Um, so what, what does need to change then? Right. I don't, the last time I brought this up on the show, I think you were away, Shauna, but I brought this up and I posted a video and I got a ton of comments from people who work in healthcare and many of them pointed to bloated management salaries as being a big issue. Interesting. There are so many managers and a lot of them make a lot of money and that, that money isn't necessarily going to the frontline workers who are providing like the care, the people that you see when you go in there. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, well, I mean, if taking some of the money from these big man middle management salaries and using that to beef up our front lines is part of the government's plan, that seems like it would be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Although I haven't really heard that. No. And it's kind of interesting because AHS was created in 2008, I believe, 2008, 2009, where they amalgamated all these regional healthcare districts with the idea of like bringing it all together to save money and to make it more efficient. And now we're kind of doing the exact opposite. It's like, okay, now we're going to break it down right. and have these four pillars that look after different sections of it. So it's, it's such a complex issue that when I look at it, it's just like, I, I how, how would you ever know how to fix it? It's yeah. a massive system. Especially if, There's I mean, so many faucets to it. For people like us on the outside, I mean, even if you work within it, you're probably more familiar with your one section of, of healthcare, right? So yep. it, you're right. It's just, it's such an enormous organization. Um, I don't know. I mean, whatever you think of Premier Danielle Smith, her quote yesterday was, Alberta's health system isn't working the way it should and the way Albertans deserve. And I think that's something that every Albertan would agree with. Yep. Whether you think she has the answer is a totally different story. Whether you think this is the right move, totally different story. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. That says it. That's it. Long time ago. Where did you come yeah. from? Where did you It's an officially throwback Thursday on this radio program. So here's a quick one for you. Mm -hmm. Do you remember friendship necklaces? Did every girl and their dog have those heart friendship necklaces in your school where it would be like divided between BFF, right? Like yeah. so half the heart and half the heart. I think when I was really, really little, I had one. Did you? Yeah, like I'm talking like six. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, though, if guys had them as well, because I know for girls, like it was huge amongst our group of friends. Okay. I don't remember who had the other half, so, okay. but I can remember what it looks like. It was blue. So they were BFF that maybe not for very long. <laughs> not that's, for very long. That's cool, though. <laughs> uh, we had them, and we'd have them with like multiple different friends. Oh. It was, a, it was kind of a point of contention between friends, because if you gave somebody your BFF half... Well, if there was other BFFs in the mix, then that's kind of insulting, isn't no it? No kidding. And how do you refuse one? That's it. So I actually had more than one because you'd want one with it. And you'd be like, no, no, but you are two. So then you'd gift one to the other friend who felt left out. Some of them actually came with like three parts. That was going to be my next question. Yep. That was a thing three, as well. Three, four segments so you could have a group of BFFs? Yes. And I had the BFF three segment one as well ah. at one point because there was, yeah, there was a crew of three of us that were kind of the BFFs. <laughs> And then there was the ones that were the yin-yang as well symbol. So it wasn't the heart halves, but the yin and yang, right? Can it's you take BFF a best friend on. necklace from more than one person? I don't, I don't know. Like it all got really complicated, but this yeah. was a huge, and everyone had them. Like every single person would be wearing some BFF necklace, right? It was almost, it was like you need to, which brings me to my next million dollar idea. Do these exist for you and your dog yet? Oh, they have to. And if not... Because 
you could sell those for sure. Honestly, I was like thinking. as a dog call, like a dog tag. Yeah, it would be a dog tag. Would be half the heart with and then, all the dog's information. Yes, and then the other half is on a necklace. On a necklace you, for you. Wow. If that doesn't exist, Shauna, you may have just struck gold. I'm going to look into this because honestly, I was just like, that is the next iteration of this and everyone would buy it for them and their dogs. Yes. I mean, we, Every we single woman with a best dog. Friend. Holy hell. Yeah. I'm on it. This is going to happen. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. It's funny. You went and found like the exact three-way best friend necklace that you had. Hey, I did. It brought back flashbacks. It was a holy crap. There it is. Yeah. I'm going to get McKenna a nice necklace for her, her birthday, as I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, probably won't go with the Lord of the Rings one, as sad as I am about that. Um, but I was looking at some options last night, and they sell, like, couple versions of those, too, like, where they'll have, like, two pieces. Aww. It's meant to represent our love. Cute. They also sell uh, three-person thruple Ooh. necklaces, like, for a, for a relationship of three, a menage a trois. Oh, well, there you three. go. Amazing. Yeah. That's strange. So there's even jewelry available if you're with two people. What about like multiples? Like like is there one for like six people? I think I, I think you're buying two necklaces at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, but what if there's six for you? You know, a little harem going on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what though? If you are in a non-traditional relationship like that with more than one person, your house may need to be configured differently, and I think Shane Holmes could probably help with that. Don't you think, Shauna? Yeah, for sure. You might want a few extra bedrooms. Two en-suites off the master? Yep. An mm. extra large bed? I don't even know what that looks like. Uh, well, there's this, the house that we rented once. It was a mansion. Remember that had, it was a swingers mansion. Right, that had all like the Juliet balconies yep. inside. Yep. So lots like... of balconies that all descended onto the main room. So you could all kind of be flashing your dong naked <laughs> in there and do a little dance. Yeah, it was very exciting. So you could do that if you wanted. Hey, Shane Holmes, do you guys build dong flashing do balconies do... inside yeah. the homes? <laughs> Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. But they do. <laughs> the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, tonight is the most anticipated NHL game of the season thus far, I would say. Edmonton versus San Jose. Holy bananas. In a battle of the two worst teams in the league. Yep. Both teams have zero defense or goaltending. So, mm-hmm. so many fans are wondering, might we find out tonight how many goals could be scored in an NHL game? I can't wait for it. Ah. I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited to watch this game because I want to know what's going to happen. Like, it's going to be awful. And the, I think if I've looked at the standings correctly, the loser will be the worst team in the NHL. So this oh, is, this is, this is, this is a battle for the basement, basically. It's a battle for the worst. Oh, that's good. Keep in mind, of course, that San Jose wasn't expected to be good, and they're not. Nope. The Oilers were picked by, like, half of the hockey world, all their analysts, all their insiders, to win the cup. I know. And instead, they're playing San Jose for the last place tonight. Can you imagine the meltdowns that are happening within the locker rooms and in management? And like, there's a lot of people. I think there's some throwing happening. There's some throwing things happening. Oh, man. Well, if you watch that, uh, if you or if you saw any of the highlights from the Oilers game against Vancouver on Monday, they had a huge meltdown. Yeah. Coach got tossed. Lots of people thought he wouldn't survive the week. Yeah, I'm shocked he's still around, actually. I know, and we have a generic eulogy for when well, Oilers yep. coaches or managers get fired. That yeah, we I've just... been waiting to play it. It's just it's right here, waiting to be played. Because so. they've done it so many times since we've been a show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Dreisaitl got a misconduct. McDavid had a McSchmelty. Yep. 
It was just beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. And then Calgary, of course, beat the Predators, so they yes. jumped past the Oilers in the state. Love it. I mean, nothing to get real excited about here no. in Calgary, except for the fact that the Oilers are worse and we're expected to be good. That's all that we're focusing on right now. So the Oilers fun. are worse, which we all love. So I have some other uh, fun stats, too. Okay. Um, the Oilers' save percentage between their two goalies is lower than the, the Golden Knights and the Bruins' winning percentage, which is a remarkable stat. The Oilers have lost more games to Vancouver than they've won this year. My lord. Which is also great. This is never just thought I'd be cheering for the Canucks, but here we are. Holy crap. <laughs> There's a problem though. If the Oilers are too bad this season, there is a good chance they'll draft first overall again. So I don't know if we want them to suck quite this bad. We need them to be a little bit better. Just to take them, you know, <sighs> yeah, just... out of that high position in the draft lottery cuz they if they draft first overall again, I'll stop being a hockey fan. That being said, Beckler, it hasn't helped them in the past. True. So it's like, who else is going to rot? How in many Edmonton? more first round <laughs> draft picks do we have to get before you can finally do yeah. something with them? <laughs> um, in fact, if you're a first round draft pick, you're probably like, please God, not Edmonton. Please God, no. <laughs> the other thing that I was uh, kind of sad about is this game is in San Jose tonight. Uh huh. If it was in Edmonton, oh my God, the city would burn down. And they lost. Yeah. We would have jerseys on the ice. We still we might have... see jerseys tonight, and I'm pretty excited for that too. <sighs> is it is it jersey throwing it time? Might be jersey I throwing love time. jersey throwing it's time. It's the best time of the year. <laughs> hey, we should play. Let's play a game, okay? Tonight, let's see how many jerseys get tossed. All right. If or they drink lose. A game, something about that. I. If the Oilers lose to the Sharks tonight, it'll just it'll make my to. week. So yeah, me too. Gonna be fun. The and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So a uh, couple of them for you. Quick okay. one though. Uh, the meaning of the word "buck" as a dollar. A buck. Have you ever thought about why we say a couple bucks instead of dollars? Did they have deer on them at some point? or? So the earliest written use of this word is back from 1748, and it was a Dutch pioneer, and in his journal he wrote that somebody robbed him of 300 bucks worth of items, and his further clarified that five bucks were worth a cask of, cask of whiskey at the time, but bucks was short for buckskins. Oh, okay. So back then, I mean, before we had kind of formal currency, we used buckskins as currency. And that is where it came from because it kind of, it generally meant the same thing, right? It's the exchange that you would use. So mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. It's, it's short for buckskins. So we kind of carried that over now. So he wasn't referring to like the currency at the time. He was referring to like actual Essentially buckskins like, worth of stuff. Yeah. And that's how, of course, it was more trades back then. And it wasn't, right. you know, but that's, system. yeah, that was the very, very early way of doing exchanges. So we kind of carried that over into our dollars now, which huh. means another exchange money for that. There <laughs> back then, nickels had bees on them. Ah. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. I don't know what that's from. Simpsons. Okay, I figured. I was like, if you have a reference that I'm like, I'm assuming that's the Simpsons, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. On this show, we often bring you white girl sayings that we come across and that friends of the show come across. Yes. And then we laugh about them. Of course. This one's a little different, though. This was reposted by one of my Instagram friends. It was from the account... At Girl Boss. So we're already off to a good start here. Sweet, yep. It says, PSA, you're not lucky. You're good at what you do. The opportunities didn't just fall in your lap. You worked hard for them, and you can do it again. Yep. Now, I get okay. the sentiment. Yeah. But I also disagree with it, with it pretty strongly. How so? Because I think you're definitely lucky. 
I mean, all anybody who has been successful yeah. has had a certain amount of luck. No matter how skilled you are, no matter how hard you worked, luck has played a factor. I know. I don't like. I don't think it's pure luck. I definitely think hard work is part of it as well. But I always think that there's a bit of luck that comes. Into oh, play. for sure. It has I mean, to. Like, you have to work hard and you have to be good. And you have to be ready yep. for when you catch a lucky break and then mm-hmm. you have to capitalize on it. But some people, I mean, you got to get the break too, yep. right? Yep. Like when I think about, I mean, the circumstances of your birth, if you're born here, you're lucky. Yep. You're already lucky to be born here, right? That's true. If you immigrated here, you were one of the lucky ones who were able to get here. Yeah. Um, when I think about like, the most self-made people I can think, someone like Oprah, you know, who yes. really had the deck, the deck stacked against her and still managed to become a self-made billionaire. Like if you read about Oprah's story, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yep. Even she had a bit of luck along the way, right? Landing on the shows that she did and getting seen by the right people and stuff. Like obviously she was delivering a product that people wanted and she worked her ass off, Yep. but she caught some breaks along the way. Everybody does. Yeah, I mean, your hard work can create those lucky situations, and sometimes it comes down to how you capitalize on mm-hmm. it. So that is where I think it gets a bit muddy, where people say, well, maybe all that luck was actually created from the skill or hard work that you did. But yeah, I feel like it's a combination of things, right? Like there's so much that has to go right for you, as you say, to even exist. So, Or even like if you think of something completely merit, what you think of as completely merit-based like sports, where the best will rise to the top. You talk to pro athletes who made it or didn't make it and there was luck involved yes landing with the right teams yep. you know maybe somebody in front of you gets hurt the and right you get an opportunity and, yes mm-hmm. um or i think about us like you and i have been quite successful in this career but i can point to like the lucky breaks that i oh caught. me too worked hard oh took yeah some big risks yep. that that may not have paid off but they definitely. did definitely yep but i know lots of very talented broadcasters who didn't catch the I breaks know. that i did and aren't even in the industry anymore because yep. they just didn't get as good of a shake as I did. So I do count my lucky stars all the time. I always say that. I'm For like, sure. oh yeah, it's pure luck that I'm here. But so like this saying, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you're not lucky. You're good at what you do. It's it's only half true. Like you you're you're lucky too, but you do have to be good, right? Yep. Yeah, you definitely have to work your ass off. But on top of that, hopefully there's some lucky breaks that come along the way. Podcast. I don't know if you saw this yet, but the former Lilydale chicken plant in Ramsey is finally being demolished. I did not, no. Okay, so that building has been around for a long time. I don't think I know it. uh, It's just an old factory, old chicken plant. But um, there was a lot of controversy around it because, I mean, when it first started, it was kind of the outskirts of Calgary, and then it was fine to have a plant there. But now that is central Calgary, so there's a lot of people who didn't like the smells and all the Uh, stuff that would go on with this plant that was there. So it it. hasn't been, you know, used for a little while, but now it's officially being demolished. So we'll go there instead. I know. Uh, it's a big deal, though. It looks like it already has started coming down. And I was like, well, when I saw this, Beckler, we have to, of course, eulogize the famous Lilydale plant. Wow, of course. Or infamous, maybe. Of course. It's time. We are gathered here today to remember the Lilydale chicken plant in Ramsey. The plant that operated for several decades in the community, back when it was essentially the outskirts of Calgary. But as the city grew, so did the disdain for the old poultry factory mainly because of the smell. Wasn't good. In, in fact, a friend's grandma used to hang her laundry based on the way the wind was blowing so that her clean clothes wouldn't smell like straight chicken ass. So Chickens don't smell good, was do bad. they? No, no. The plant did serve its purpose for many years, though. And the odd runaway chicken made for great entertainment, so there's that. <laughs> now it's haunted by chicken spirits, but that's fine as well. A lot of chicken death. A lot of chicken spirits. 
Anyway, we'll miss you, Chicken Plant. Or maybe we won't, as Ramsey will no longer smell like Satan's fart bin after a bad taco. Chicken asses to asses, <laughs> dust to dust. Uh, Claude, do you have a musical tribute for I us? do. Great, thank you. Simple one today. Good. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Did you remember what you learned, Shauna? Yeah, it's pretty quick, but um, I just was learning about autotune. So it was introduced in 1997, and when it was first released, it was said to be one of the 50 worst inventions by Time Magazine. <laughs> um, it was labeled as that. And I didn't really realize like how it started, because autotune is used so much now. Yeah, people think of it as like just T-Pain, like the really obvious one, no. but it's used on like most recordings to, to correct pitch and vocals. Most stuff. recordings yeah. use it, and then some, of course, take full advantage. But uh, yeah, I didn't realize that Cher was the very first one to use the autotune either. But of course, it makes sense. Oh, was it in Believe? Yeah. Is it where her voice kind of like Believe? Yeah, it's like, like the yodels most, almost. Yes. Yeah, and that was the very first use of it. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that, but that was when it was uh, first used, and then from there it's exploded. But I didn't, I just didn't know that. So there you go. Uh, I posted a video yesterday of myself driving around drinking a non-alcoholic beer, mm -hmm. which is legal, yes. but also a completely crazy thing to do. Yeah. And I got a bunch of comments on this video, and people were like, you know, non-alcoholic beer actually has like 0.5% alcohol. This was Corona Sunbrew. Right. Which is 0.0% alcohol. It says alcohol free right on there. So you Good. could drink it if you had, you know, religious objections to yep. alcohol, if you were pregnant and wanted to be very, very careful. Uh, it also has added vitamin D, which oh, I like. Oh, sweet. In terms of like the non-alkies, I could not taste the difference between Corona Sunbrew and regular Corona. I probably couldn't. That's awesome. It's it's excellent. I, I haven't like had that one yet. I've had a bunch of other um, like kind of craft uh, non-alcoholic oh, yeah. beer, which is all, there's some really good ones out there actually. I usually, I, have have a, I usually have a non-alky with supper during the week just because it's, yeah. it's nice not to get into the booze during the week. Why not? Um, but someone mentioned in the, in the comments of, of this video, and I didn't know this, that certain foods have a bit of alcohol too. Said like... Very ripe bananas Oh, have a little bit of alcohol, like wow. 0.5%. Uh, bread, bread and buns, things with yeast, um, um, some yogurts, some kombuchas. You don't think of any of these things as having a bit of alcohol content, but based on the fermentation. I was going to say, like partly fermented foods. But yeah, yeah they can have trace amounts of alcohol in them. So. Oh, there you go. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.